Yes, who's back? Back, back, back again. Hold on. Am I even allowed to sing this because of copyright? Will I get copyrighted if I sing it? Or will I be fine because I don't sound like Eminem at all? <laughs> I'm Eminem's late sister. Minemonem. Minemonem. Welcome to the Down Under Diaries, a podcast for the keen traveller or mover. Joined by me, Rosa, a teeny tiny Brit living here in Melbourne. Together on this podcast, we will chat about what life is like abroad, past challenges I faced and how you can overcome them, but also present struggles I'm currently dealing with and what we can do together to feel safe and excited about our journeys ahead. Like a diary, opportunities and difficulties unfold for me on a daily basis. So join me in figuring them out. Welcome back to another episode on the floor of my now dry wardrobe and apartment. I had a flood here three days ago and it wasn't a nice experience. The pipe underneath my sink burst randomly in the morning on a Wednesday and water went everywhere. And I'm talking ankle deep, babes, ankle deep. I spent the rest of the day with my neighbour and two other lovely work colleagues who came over to help me mop up my apartment and that was kind of strike three. That was the thing that broke the straw on the camel's back, is that the right saying? So in the next few weeks, I will be in yet another location in Melbourne because I will be moving out. I handed in my notice yesterday and I have already started packing up because (sighs) these things happen. These things happen. But I think I've got to my point now whilst living abroad that really nothing phases me. And whilst it's something that happens and you're... It did make me feel a bit deflated because I was by myself. And when you don't have any immediate family near you to help you sort out a situation like this, I really just am not phased by anything anymore. And I'm more than happy to shake up my life again and move to another space. And that is what we are doing. We are now looking for shared house places, which I'm very excited about. I think I love a bit of company. And if you're traveling right now and feel as if maybe the shared house living is for you because you want to try and expose yourself to as many people as possible, then this is perfect for you. And I recommend shared house living. And I will be doing a podcast about this whole experience very, very soon. But for now, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. And uh, I guess not that I'm awkward about talking about this topic, but I know that it's a really important thing to chat about. And I have a bunch of other guests joining me today from all walks of the globe to help me understand dating whilst you're traveling. Is it a yay? Is it a nay? What is the best advice going forwards? Should you be focused on it? Should you be focused on yourself? We're going to answer all of this cloudy area and make it super easy for you to understand when you go traveling, whether it should be something that's on your radar or not. And not that I'm trying to conclude the podcast episode here and now, but really the answer to all of those questions is it's kind of down to you, isn't it? Like whenever we listen to relationship therapists on social media or we listen to our friends, 
a lot of the time we don't take their advice, right? Like you might be going through a sticky situation with uh, someone, a situationship, and we rant about our situation to our friends and our friends will tell us to dump their ass, like just get rid of them, move on with your life. And you might feel like it's really difficult to do and you might be hanging on to them for dear life. But the thing is, though, really, it comes down to you. The decisions that you make in life, everything is down to you. And that includes relationships. So please do listen to this episode with a huge pinch of salt. A huge pinch of salt. <laughs> a, uh, a huge pinch of salt. Take what you need from this and leave the rest of it. Because your love life is down to you. But I hope that with the help of all of my other lovely friends on today's episode, we will give you a really good insight into dating whilst you're traveling, whether it's a good thing to do or not. And in true sporting fashion of my own podcast, I will be sharing my own story with dating whilst traveling. And all I can say to that is right now it's pretty non-existent, but for good reasons. I'm not um, feeling sad about it. I think on certain occasions I do feel sad about it because, you know, you get to a certain age, which is 25 now. 25! Oh my God. I'm 25. Oh my God, I'm mid-20s. Anyways, I get to this kind of age now where I'm really not forcing things to come into my life and things can leave my life really easily and there won't be any resistance to it. I've been and gone of the days where I feel like I need to achieve certain things at certain times of my life and I'm now just going with the flow and that includes my dating life as well. If people walk into it, I will gladly open up my arms and say, hello, how's it going? And check them out. But if they're not fitting my bill and they're not fitting my expectations or the way that I live my life, then I can crack on with my day and give them a good old wave away and they can sail on down the street. Not that you can sail on a street but you get what I'm saying and as a very small quick introduction I have four different guests joining me today on today's episode I sat down with Raul once again from a previous episode in the Go Study office to talk all about dating I have Maria is also representing Go Study for us and she sent some lovely voice messages in to me recently about her insights into dating I have Zve Zve is an Italian and I study with him at the moment and he's going to give you a bunch of different insights into the ways he dates as a queer person and at at the end I will be joined by Liv. Liv is my best friend living here in Australia and she is currently in a partnership with my absolute best friend from England, Solomon, who I studied with at uni. I wanted to start this episode off with a really simple question of what dating is like and was like when my friends decided to move to Australia. They all came from different countries, including Colombia and Italy. So, of course, the cultures around dating would be ever so slightly different. And it was really insightful to hear about their experiences whilst living down under. I I thought that I would have got like the perfect guy here, but it's such a different thing from Milan like people in Milan they really like to settle down and like have a real relationship but here they're very very open and there's like this open um, all this open relationship that are not my thing and the whole gay culture is kind of like very sexual they don't want people to like have boyfriends they just want to have sex and have fun every time which is totally fine it's such a nice one but but you know sometimes I just want the cock for me you know what I mean I don't want to share it so it's just like that but 
Did you, um, do you, you know when you travel and you feel like you're in this honeymoon phase where you think, okay, as soon as I move here, I don't know anybody. It means, it means like 100% I'm going to meet the person of my dreams. Yes, I thought that I would have like found like the, the guy of my dreams to like settle down with him and just dump everybody in Italy and be like, oh, I found my Australian people, yeah. person. But it's not like that at all. It's even more difficult, but... It's just, yeah, it's not like that. It's different. I thought I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to find my prince. And I was thinking, like, Beauty and the Beast and all of that stuff. Yeah. But it was not happening. Yeah. Is it, um, is it a different queer culture here in Melbourne compared to Milan? Yes, way more open. Like, it, we recognize ourselves on the streets. And if we like each other, like, gay guys here, they are not scared to approach you. They'll be like, you're cute. Like, it happened to me once. I was, like, a, in a supermarket. And a guy like me, and he left me a poster with his number. And it was, like, so nice. It's something that I do as well, so I feel more comfortable. In Milan, it's not like that. Like, gay guys, even if we know each other, even if we understand we're gays, we're so afraid of approaching each other it's oh. such a different culture yes yeah i just think it's really easy to meet people and you open your mind a lot because you can you know you hang out with with people from everywhere um, different styles as well and you all meet in the most touristic places which for example could be early beach so i just think like places like early beach that you go on a trip uh, to to discover with sundays that and you sleep on the boat and everything it's quite easy to you know, to meet people and, of course, to have some connections. There have been multiple occasions in Melbourne where I have spoken to strangers and they have been so open to having a conversation with me and we've never met them before and it can be a really deep conversation as well. And that just adds to the fact that we all believe that Melbourne and Australia is a lot more friendly and free and open to new experiences. It also helps that Melbourne in particular is a very international city. I think I've spoke about this before. But when you move here, it really feels so easy to get on with everybody and everybody from lots of different areas of the globe and lots of different cultures because we're all here for very similar reasons we're here to potentially study or work abroad and we just want a good time and it means that for me in particular dating has definitely been a shift in perspective I now feel very open to date whoever and whenever it's very much a more open experience so it's not me being very reserved about it anymore like I feel like I'm able to give everybody a chance and compared that to maybe potentially living in London I think I would have higher expectations of the kind of person that I wanted to date and I would be a lot more scared to date in London and that's just my personal opinion I think I ever since I lived in London I felt very tight and very scared to talk to strangers whereas here it's very different so I feel like I if there was a person that would come along and I had a good conversation with them then it would be a lot easier to gain a friendship or a potential partnership with them because it's just an inviting area it's an inviting space to be in in Melbourne so definitely come here it's so good However, and Sven mentioned a really important point here where when he came over, he thought that he would meet the man of his dreams. And it's not an uncommon experience. I thought exactly the same when I moved. I thought that because I'm making this big, brave, bold decision of moving to a different country across the other side of the equator, that my partner for life was going to be here. 
and it can hold some really heavy expectations in our mind and then when it doesn't happen within the first few weeks of moving to a new place we feel like we've just made the wrong decision and suddenly we are single forever we're never going to meet the man of our dreams because even on the other side of the world he's still not here or they're still not here and that's just society once again that's just this heavy implantation of romanticizing the idea of traveling so when we move all of the best things in our lives will come to us because we are traveling and I'm not saying that that doesn't always happen sometimes it is the best trip of our lives and we do meet partners for life I have many friends that have been through that situation before and I'm so proud of them I just don't want you to hook on to the expectation that it's going to happen to you it might do but it doesn't have to Believe you me, I know that we want to think about finding a partner here for life and then going on a permanent visa and staying in Australia for the rest of our lives. It sounds like a wonderful concept and for a lot of people it happens this way. I have more than 75% of my friends that are here now on a permanent visa because they met someone out here. So it's not an uncommon experience, but it will ruin your mindset, right? If you believe that it's gonna and it has to happen to you. That just makes you live a shit life and this a shit traveling experience because that's you're waiting for it and then it never happens. And you're like, why is it not happening? So whilst Australia is a really open place to meet people, I think allow yourself to continue on as normal, to focus on yourself as cringy and as common as that sounds. Focus on yourself Get your feet on the ground first before inviting people into your life. I know way too many people that have had some pretty horrible experiences dating whilst traveling. And some of those involve, I guess, other people's fears that dating someone whilst you're abroad is just not worth it because it's so short term. So some people are a bit afraid to just maybe have a really heavy connections Um with other people just because you know you're traveling and it's kind of difficult I guess to make a commitment with someone when you know this is not forever and that's my feeling but not experienced at all. Oftentimes we get really confused with situationships or dating or even with partners if you get that far whilst you travel when the other person just can't commit to you. Maybe they're saying I just I can't do this right now because you're not here for a long period of time and it can make us feel really upset that it could have worked out but it didn't. Maybe we just need to remember the reality of our situation and that is we might not be here for long and it might be easier to live in peace and quiet and not with someone whilst you're traveling. Because remember if you're traveling to go and live by yourself and actually get that experience but you're suddenly latching onto this romantic idea that a partner will come your way because you're suddenly focusing on yourself and when you don't think about something it's going to come into your life that's what we believe it's called manifestation suddenly we get really upset and yeah I've been in that situation many many a times before where I think if I'm not thinking about it it's going to come in doesn't work like that Mm does not work like that because you fear being alone and maybe this is the time for you to be solo wow this is this is really deep right now I'm and I'm enjoying this conversation but maybe this is just a little bit of perspective for you in terms of this entire episode like we can give you all of the advice in the world but you have to remember what your intentions are with traveling is it to be solo and to understand you better 
or is it to date? And if it's to date, then you have to remember that it might not be long term. Another perspective that Maria offered was this idea that a lot of Australians, and I mean, you can think about this in your own towns as well. When you get foreigners to a place that you grew up in and you live in, then you're not going to immediately want to have friendships with them because you know that these internationals or these foreigners are going to be very short term. So when you put that into the perspective of you moving to Australia and thinking about on the other side, Australian groups of friends would they be more open to being friends with you or potentially dating you or would they not be? This isn't, I'm not criticizing either or because both things can happen very easily. But Maria did say that sometimes as internationals, it's usually other internationals that band together to have longer term friendships. One of the nice things in Australia, I guess, is a lot of like multicultural and a lot of people from everywhere. So I think it's more common that some friends is like, oh, I'm having dinner with friends. Would you like to come? And also the friends of your friend are becoming your friends as well. And I think it's easy when you are in that aspect. That's why I think sometimes it's difficult to make local friends because maybe an Australian person, it's a local, no? So you, they have like a really close group. So maybe it's not on, you know, it's not really on them to say like, oh, join us for, for dinner. I think they are really friendly, but sometimes I understand as well when you are in your own hometown, I think you are more close mind. So that's a bit of a trouble, but that's the thing. There's people from everywhere and everyone is really welcoming, so. I think this is just something to keep in mind when you are wondering what your perspective of dating is going to be like here in Australia. I think you have to remember that you are an international. So when you are planning to date, if that's the way that you are looking at this, then if you're staying in cities, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, you're going to be exposed to a higher population of internationals. Because, well, if you remember when you decided to travel, you were like, okay, I'm going to go to all of the nice cities because that's what all of the tourist companies promote to you. Go to the cities. It's also the most accessible places as an international. You're not going to be without public transport. You're not going to be without uh, people to help you out and support you. Whereas if you decided to go to a regional spot, it's going to be a lot scarier, but you are going to be exposed to a higher population of Australians. So when you are planning or you are exposed to strangers, just remember that if in your head, your expectations is that as soon as you move to Australia, you're going to meet a nice, hunky, tanned surfer Australian dude with a mullet, maybe doesn't, and you're going to marry this person and you're going to get on his visa and that's you done and dusted for the rest of your life, maybe change your perspective of this. And just the reality of your situation is that there are millions of people that are also traveling here and you will probably be more exposed to internationals. But that means you have the whole world at your fingertips because now you get exposed to multiple cultures to travel around Australia together. I think it's a very raw and wholesome experience when you get to meet people that are also looking to travel around the area. All of my friends, we do this all the time because all of us are mutually not aware of the place that we live in. So, of course, we want to explore together. I love talking about this. I love talking about dating. Why do I? I get so much joy from this. I could sit for hours and hours and talk about this. Maybe I should be a relationship therapist. 
you know? Or what, what did they say? What's the saying? Oh, the coaches never play. Slay! The coaches never play. La, 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 la. <laughs> it's true, though. I feel like I have a lot of advice for someone that hasn't really dated that much. So I guess we started talking about the way that your perspective would change around dating. But does this mean that when you decide to move, you're going to find it easier to date or is it going to be worse to date? Well, this was another question that I asked my guests and here are their responses. Because I have a, you can say that you have like an Australian family, like I consider all of my friends and all of my family like my Australian family, but um, I have a lot of single friends, I have a lot of friends in long-term couples now, I have friends that are married now, and it's very comfortable to date because all of my friends are very supportive of me if I wanted to go down that route, but um, if I did the same thing at home, I don't know why, I would feel more awkward about it because I've lived there my whole life, and the thought of someone that I know seeing me on a date makes me vom in my mouth because that's just (laughs) I just but it's because I grew up in a really small town and everybody knows everybody yeah and I don't know whether that was the same for you but if you went home now and started dating or you lived as normal whether you would feel more awkward dating at home compared to traveling I don't think so. And that's simply because probably the person I grew up or the per- the people uh, the people I grew up with or the people I went to uni, for example, or to high school, most of them are either living in a different city, they just went overseas, same as I did. Mm. Um, so I don't think I would feel judged. Although I do agree with that, um, you left your town or you, you leave your country and then you expect like finding a completely new thing and that's a good thing because then again you're open to changes and to experience new things and which sometimes can lead you to a bad you know situation sometimes to um to meet wonderful people have you felt more comfortable to date whilst away from home or has it felt a bit different 100 percent. people here are very very open-minded i i am the person that leaves always a post-it with my instagram on to guys that i like and since I arrived here, um, there was no like I wasn't afraid of giving to to guys like my post because everybody's like accepting it. If it's straight, he's gonna just text me and be like, "Sorry, I'm straight." So I didn't want you to feel rejected. That's why I'm texting you. Well, in Milan, it's kind of scary because you have no idea the way they're gonna react. And so I, I felt very free to whatever. Like even flirt with straight guys are very open-minded. We probably end up making out and then be like bros on the next day. It's like. <laughs> It's very, very different and I love it. It's I'm obsessed. Is it um is it a different queer culture here in Melbourne compared to Milan? Yes, way more open. Like it, we recognize ourselves on the streets and if we like each other, like gay guys here they are not scared to approach you. They'll be like, You're cute, like it happened to me once I was like a in a supermarket and a guy liked me and he left me a poster with his number and it was like so nice. It's something that I do as well, so I feel more comfortable. In Milan it's not like that. Like gay guys even if we know each other even if we understand we're gays we're so afraid of approaching each other it's such a different culture yes i think i'm in agreement with zver but i know that raul 
has had a different experience in Colombia. And I do get that if you decided to go back to your own home country, a lot of people have moved away anyway. So dating in your home country isn't going to be a problem because everybody else has also had to do the same. I think we get so in our heads and we single ourselves out as this awkward person that is trying to date. And we're the only person in the world that is trying to do this situation. Whereas everybody else is also doing that. Some people are just finding it harder to find someone compared to others. So I think we get in our heads a lot about thinking if we're in our home state or in our hometown, we're going to find it really awkward to date. But it's not the case. However, I think I would still find it really awkward to date whilst at home just because maybe I just have a different relationship with my family, but I've never been very open talking about my dating experiences. I think I've got more open about it as I've got older because, well, I don't know, I just don't really care anymore. But when we're younger, it's all a bit scary and honeymoony and it's really, oh, I don't want to talk about it, mom. Like, you don't want to talk about failed dates and good dates and bad dates. Sometimes it feels a bit weird. Um, And oftentimes, depending on the cultures as well, parents will have a lot of judgments over their children over uh, the ways in which they decide to date. So it means that if you are away from family, you've just got that freedom and that space to explore things that suit you rather than your family. And then a lot of people that I've spoken to, they usually then deal with that circumstance when they cross that bridge, once they're in a relationship and maybe they've been in a relationship for a while. But I do feel like, and a lot of people do uh, also agree with this, that when you decide to go on your little journey, it becomes easier to make those kinds of decisions by yourself. And then when you decide to go home, your whole experience of dating is very different to the way that you left it. Do you feel like travel and moving to Australia even for like this temporary amount of time is going to change the way that you date are you going to feel more open to date people or do you feel more confident in yourself to be yourself when you go back home so what happened to me is that um, since I've been here I really don't care how the person looks like in Milan it's been a very like big thing like I was like if I'm not attracted to you sexually at first I could never have something with you and when I moved here I found a person that is like mentally attracts me a lot but like physically wasn't like really my type but then I found I found this person hot and like it made me like feel like I like you as well as like aesthetically just because I got to know them before so when I when I when I go back I'll, I'll just think more about like the personality and the feelings instead of just like aesthetic and so I'm so proud of that because I thought I was such a um, superficial person (laughs) but I'm not so I still love the hot guys I cannot like without them but in general like I found myself in this position so it's so nice I I feel the same I feel like personality is so much more for me now compared and like humor as well like actual genuine humor rather than this idea that someone has to look a certain way I mean I wouldn't date would I date someone with a mullet I will. Would you? I, I love mullets. Are you kidding? I don't, I don't think I like... I don't... Oh, it depends on the way that the mullet looks. It depends on the person. It depends yeah. on the style. But I will. It's yeah. so fucking hot. Are you kidding me? Gosh. It's like... Oh, 100%. It's, yeah. So alongside the perspective shift, the comfort in dating whilst away from home and the way that you view that compared to your family, this is just one extra little factor the way in which you view people that you might potentially date. 
for me, it's a lot less about physical appearances now and more about the way that they are as a person, how they treat their friends, how they treat their family. The humor, the sarcasm is a big thing. If you are British, you know, of course, we've got to have the sarcasm as basically the top thing of the list. And it's a bonus if they have an Australian accent. That's not what it does to me. The Australian accent's great. It's great. But I'm not sure about the mullet situation yet. I think that's maybe... I don't know. I just It depends on how it looks. I think personalities also become a very valued thing as a traveller, as an international, because you want to make sure that you're going to be safe with people. And the physical looks never matter. It's the personalities. It's whether you can trust this person with your story because they don't know you. And I think we don't realise that as the reason why, but that is, we are here alone We've got no one to make sure that we are safe other than ourselves. So if we're going to let anybody into our lives, we have to be able to trust them. That's why personality is such a huge thing now. The last few questions that I asked my guests were relation to their advice, the advice that they would give you, the stuff that they've learnt in the past and what they would pass on to you so you don't get yourself into same or similar situations. Let's hear from them. What do you think are the best ways for people to put themselves out there in dating situations? Is it going to bars is it going on nights out is it doing activities or hobbies and then meeting people you'd set them up download all the apps all of them download all of the apps hinge grinder i'm joking but i hate them i'm not a dating app person dating apps it's something that can it's okay to do whatever your strategy is whatever you feel confident with it's fine try to make use of uh all what you have um Mm-hmm. in the beginning all you ha- all you have uh, available and by that i mean for example having little conversations uh, at your uh, house with your housemates little conversations that can you know escalate and end up uh, with that person that you're living with introducing you to some other new people and another uh, group of uh, people also if you go to school, it's a very good uh, start because, uh, as Christina was saying, uh, she made a lot of friends when she started school. And same as you, right? Mm. You met a lot of people and then you end yeah. up with this um, close group. Yeah. And now you spend uh, most of the time together. So, And that's because, of course, you go to, as an international and you don't have family probably. Or you do, but in Sydney, right? Mm. Um, and then you end up spending a lot of time in this room with uh, the same people. Uh, and then what else are you going to do? Study or, you know, hang out with them. Uh, so it's a good opportunity if you go to school, uh, your housemates. If you go to work, try to, you know, just make connections. I guess what the most important thing to, like, just to meet people or even, like, have connection with someone, it's just to be open-minded and just do things. So it, it's not necessarily um, going out. Um, I think also it's important maybe, you know, if you like a sport, just practice that sport. And for example, like surf, no? So when you are in the water, um, you can just talk with everyone and then you can meet someone that it can be your friend and you can go together surfing. Then you can have friends for a party or have a drink. Just be you. With any relationship therapist, with any person giving you advice, you hear it time and time again. Just be you. Why is this something that is repetitively ingrained into our minds, but we're not always so aware of it? It's because 
we are human beings that are f- trying to find a partner for life. That's what we as human beings are evolutionary wanting to do. We want to find a partner. We want comfort. We want support. We want love. But oftentimes we put that above the person that we are, our mental health, our physical health. And times have changed now where maybe we need to put more emphasis on us be you, be you. If you are making this decision to travel by yourself, go and do the shit that you want to do. Go and see the things that you want to see. Go and do new hobbies, new tours. Go and skydive by yourself and don't give a flying fuck who's there. I swear on my life, you will have the better experience out of everybody, if you decide that this is the time for you, this is the time to explore you, the way that you want to be in this world, the other people that walk into your life will do so in the right places. If you are at a coffee shop and you are trying your the best donut in the world and this person is there and you get a conversation going, and it's so natural and flowing. Isn't that just the way that you want this to happen? You already want to be doing something that you love, and then that person's just there. And I think that's a fucking awesome way to meet someone. With that being said, though, I do understand that 2023 is a place where we are meeting a lot more people virtually, aka dating apps. And not to say that I am on a dating app, because... I have promised myself that I don't like this way of meeting someone. I think I find it really difficult to understand their physical looks and the way that they are through a few messages. And that's just my personal opinion. However, pretty much all of my friends have met their partners for life on dating apps. That's not an emphasis. I have sat through many bar experiences, many restaurant experiences where we've all come together as a group and I'm like, how did you meet your partner? How did you meet your partner? And one by one, they have all said to me, yeah, I met them on Hinge. Yeah, I met him on Tinder just randomly. We were having a one night stand and then we ended up liking each other. It happens. And this is what I'm saying. Every situation can happen for you. But I think you would love it if you were passionate about something that you were doing. So just carry on as normal. Try not to put too much force into finding someone. And if you do, you do. And if you don't, you don't. Since we we arrived here all by ourselves, we're trying to find connections. We already had connections in our own countries. So we had friends, families. And since we've been here, we are not searching just for the hot person. We're searching for somebody to be like our companion and like our like friend in the relationship and I think that's why we or at least I really appreciate first right now the connection with the person instead of just like how they look yeah so it's it's just like that we feel alone we are alone so it's just do you do you think that if you didn't come to Melbourne you wouldn't feel the way that you feel right now or do you feel like you would have or maybe just a little bit it would have taken a bit more longer for you to realize that within you uh, I think, uh, I have no idea, but Melbourne changed me a lot. Melbourne made me grow a lot. It's my first time living by myself. It's my first time going through shit by myself. So Melbourne changed me. And like just traveling, it's it's going to, you learn, your, you understand who you are. You really learn and appreciate the small things. Like when I was in Milan, I never cared about like children or like even like just whatever. But since I've been here, just even like a child with their own parents, like on the tram, they're like, 
they play with each other just makes me smile or like the dog in the elevator that is like looking at you just something so wholesome and like pure and since I've been here I just feel all this pure and just like I'm, I'm I think I'm living the moment while in Milan is you you're not because when you move you just like realize how beautiful life is and how the affections with people are important and it's just like something so special about our lives that you just need to live in the present and be there and be like okay I'm tired fuck it I'm going out I don't care I just memories and there's a quote that I really love which is like um, money will come back but memories won't so who fucking cares just spend that fucking money so just that that's Melbourne changed me a lot I think I'm I'm even like five years older now <laughs> so, I'm like I'm 26 now hello <laughs> so. be open to those changes be open to loving the small things as Ve said be open to trying new hobbies and then watch how everything else unfolds for you watch how the external reality trickles in to your new life and whatever happens happens or whatever doesn't doesn't it's a very freeing energy when you decide that traveling is just going to be something that you can enjoy and not putting these extra societal expectations on your back because you think that when you hit these certain age groups and milestones that you have to be deploying those things as well and you have to be involved in them maybe travel is your little switch off button from the world outside and it's just this time to be you don't get caught up in reality don't get caught up in what society has decided for you to do at certain milestones and age groups you can do whatever the fuck you want you are young you are free and you are traveling fuck yeah Now, I haven't forgot about one last topic here, and that is long distance. So if you are about to embark on your own solo travels, but you're leaving a partner behind, or maybe vice versa, you're about to go back home to your country and you're leaving someone that you did date in a country that you were traveling, there's multiple scenarios here. But I want to end with Liv. Liv sent me these voice messages through just a few days ago, and... I want to end the podcast with her. I think she rounds up long distance so well. She has been doing long distance for a very long time. And now she is in a really awesome partnership with my best friend, Soul. And they dated all the way through uni, all the way through COVID, from the UK to Australia. I think she has the best advice for you. And I think you should listen in. So long distance when dating, I've done it twice my first time was being in a relationship with someone from the same country. We were at different stages of our life and I wanted to travel and I'd worked really hard to save money to travel and I decided to. You know, I think what needs to be there is trust, that if one person is going to travel without the other person, you have to communicate and have that trust with each other so that you can enjoy traveling and enjoy being at home knowing that your partner is traveling and not betraying your trust I guess so having communication talking to each other talking about your goals at the different stages of your life where are you going to be what do you want to do are you in the same chapter of the same book that sort of guides your decision making and you should never feel guilty for traveling without your partner but something that Jay Shetty says that I really like if you haven't heard of Jay Shetty he's a monk um, he wrote the book Think Like a Monk, um, really, really cool. But he sort of says when he talks about his wife, he says, I don't want to ever hold my wife back from doing something that she wants to do because the things that she wants to do are the things that make her special. And if I try and take that away from her, 
I'm taking away the things that make her special. My current partner I met in England and I'm Australian and we had many months of long distance and that was just talking, video calling when we could. Um, it was trying to keep that line of communication open so that we could support each other because that's what you do in relationships, you support each other. And when you're not there in person, it can be quite hard to do that. But if you're really dedicated to someone, you'll put the time in and work around those time zones. You'll sacrifice some late nights or early mornings so that you can talk to this person when they really need it. You need to plan plan what you're going to do for the future when you're going to meet. We planned two weeks just so that we could get to know each other a bit more in person um, where they came and visited and you know we got to travel around and he got to meet our family. From that two weeks we were absolutely devastated that the flight was coming for him to go home and we were both a mess before the flight. We didn't want him to leave because then we hadn't planned the next time for him to come so that was really really difficult but that was sort of the moment that we knew that we were going to be a real relationship because we were so upset to leave each other. I also think that when you've got a partner, especially long distance, you know, you have to be okay in your own company and you have to, you know, convey that you're trustworthy in your own company. And, you know, if you feel like you can be patient and wait for somebody, then that's all you need. You need two people that can be patient, love each other and be apart and you know, not need the attention from other people, you'll have nothing to worry about. You know, people have time apart all of the time for many reasons, and just a little bit longer isn't the end of the world. And as long as you keep supporting each other by keeping the line of communication open, organizing things, surprising things, to be together. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all of my guests, Raul, Sve, Maria and Liv for featuring in this week's episode. I've loved this episode so much and I hope this helps you going forward when you decide to travel abroad by yourself. If you want any extra advice, questions, please get in touch. I'm more than happy to cover this one multiple times because there's so much to talk about in dating. I didn't even realize, but I think it's helpful and it's helpful for me as well. We always love a little bit of a reminder when you're traveling by yourself. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Have the best rest of your day. Bye.